Hello, welcome to Thy Kingdom Come, Day 6. We're still talking about the facts of the Gospel, and today we're talking about Jesus' Gospel, the Kingdom of God. Just as there is no historical doubt about the existence of Jesus of Nazareth, so there is no real doubt about the substance of his message. From the very start, he was talking about the Kingdom of God. Now, people regularly make two mistakes about the Kingdom of God and about the fact that this is at the heart of Jesus' Gospel, his good news. Many people have assumed that the Kingdom of God means going to heaven when you die, so that the good news would then be something like this. Jesus would be saying, now that I'm here, I'll tell you how you get to God's Kingdom, namely heaven. But that's a million miles away from what it's all about. Of course God will look after his people after their death, and he will eventually raise us to new bodily life in the new creation. That's not in question. But it's not what Jesus was talking about. Nor, by the way, is it a warning that the whole world was about to come to a shuddering stop. Some people have imagined that, but that's a modern misunderstanding of ancient picture language. No, Jesus' message about God's kingdom is about God becoming king on earth as in heaven, as indeed Jesus taught us to pray. And the point of it all, from Genesis to Revelation, and certainly the point of Paul's gospel and Jesus' gospel, is not to get humans from earth to heaven, but so to redeem the world that God can come as he always intended and live with humans in his new creation. The kingdom means that God's rescuing power is at work in the world, to heal, to transform, to save. The second mistake is then to suppose that therefore if this is about God becoming king on earth as in heaven, Jesus must have been starting a revolutionary movement of the normal kind, perhaps first collecting associates in secret and then plotting a military takeover. In fact, so much of Jesus' teaching, his expansion of what his good news was all about, came in the form of parables, cryptic stories, which were saying yes to God's kingdom, but a clear no to the ways in which his contemporaries thought God's kingdom would come about. It would be, he said, like a seed growing secretly, or a father welcoming home a wastrel son. It would be like a wedding feast with all the wrong guests, or a nobleman going away to receive royal power and then returning. People only say things in that kind of picture language if they are both eager to transform what people are thinking and aware that doing so is very risky. Jesus was a kind of double revolutionary. First in that he was announcing that God was becoming king, revolution stage one as it were, but second insisting that this was happening in an unheard of manner, revolution stage two. And this unheard of manner was his own death and resurrection. That's why Jesus' gospel points us straight ahead to the gospel message of Paul, which we already looked at. In both cases, it was all about what God was doing and then what God had done in and through Jesus and his fate. In both cases, it was the good news that the God who made the world was taking charge of it in a whole new way and that he was calling people of all sorts both to have their lives transformed by that royal salvation, and then in turn to become helpers in the larger project, 
rescued rescuers, if you like. Those in whom the gospel does its work are themselves called, in whatever way, to become gospel people.